Hello. What are you doing, Garrett Joyce? I am just sitting here talking to my best friend. What are you doing? I'm making a meatloaf and a peach cobbler. (laughs) (laughs) How have you been, babes? What have you been up to? I've been good. It's been kind of just a dull week, to be honest with you. I don't have too much to offer the besties this week. Just been working. We've had terrible weather here. I don't know about you, but it's been like rainy, icky, gross. And this time, the rain in Austin has been super like foggy, cloudy, misty. So it gets to the point where it's like, I don't even want to go outside for anything, you know? Today was my day off and Mitchell loves meatloaf for whatever reason. It's one of his favorite foods. That was like always one of the foods growing up that I was like, ugh, meatloaf, but he loves it. So (laughs) I made him a homemade meatloaf and some dessert and he's on his way home now. So I've got my bottle of red wine aerating. I love that. That's such a fun (laughs) day off. And look at you, chef, making a little meatloaf. We love a loaf. Just whipping it up. Whipping it up in the kitchen. (laughs) I kind of love cooking now. But what have you been up to, woo-woo? Honestly, not too much, babes. Kind of the same as you. The weather here has not been my friend. It's just been super cold. And like today was rainy. So honestly, just been hanging out inside. I can finally spill the beans about this because I haven't brought this up yet on the podcast, but for the past like six to eight weeks, Jared has been training for a new position and he's finally done. So he's been back home and it's been so nice being able to drive home and not be alone after work every single day. Honestly, that's like my biggest move is just hanging out with Jared now that he is not off training. And then honestly, I'm just getting ready for a little trip I'm taking this next week, which I'll fill you all in next week on. But yeah, just honestly keeping it low and trying to stay warm because it's frigid out, guys. Like it's cold. So it is. Once you get used to living like with company, having someone around all the time, when they leave, it's like the first night is kind of like, oh, <laughs> girls' night. I get to do whatever I want. Let me do a little spa night or something. But the novelty of hanging out alone wears off pretty quick, especially when it's like not an option to hang out alone. It's like, oh no, I'll be I'll be alone tonight and tomorrow night. And the next night. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the only people I'm talking to are my coworkers and then like whoever I talked to on the phone. But like it was a little yeah. I was over it fast. So I'm glad that era is over. And I'm just counting down the days until spring and we get a spring four because I am so over the sun setting at five thirty. It's like wearing on me, but whatever. That's honestly only thing I've been up to, like just working. So anything up with you, babes? Like woo woo, what's up with you? Just just the same, casual. Just the same. Yeah. I mean, like, like we've been saying with this weather, I come home and I just like watch Netflix. You guys already know I've been binging Orange is the New Black. So I've kind of been laughing at myself because I feel like life right now is work and then Orange is the New Black. And that's it. (laughs) Those are the only two things right now for like a week straight. Those are the only two things occupying my brain. So I have like nothing interesting to share. (laughs) It's a cycle. And now after tonight, our Salt Lake City is going to be over. So like, honestly, I'm depressed depressed yeah so yeah pretty slow woo woo but it's okay we love a slow week everyone needs to chill like guys we can't be going every week we're just two people we're just two besties it's true well garrett tell me what you're obsessed with this week so this week i have a lot of things to go over so it actually broke that lana del rey is headlining coachella now this has been rumored for months and lana's performed 
at Coachella before, but this is Lana's first time headlining Coachella, so we know it's going to be big. Lana has been all in the news recently, and I'm just excited to see what she has to offer, and she thrives at a summer music festival, so I cannot wait for it. Honestly, after Lana at Graceland, Lana giving us, like, I know it's not new music anymore, but still relatively new music. Lana just being in the Skims ads, which I'm sure we're about to talk about soon. And now this, I'm loving the Lana news, the Lana in my circle, in my feed lately. Yeah, Lana's here. She said, I'm putting in the work. So like Chloe just mentioned, other than Coachella, she also was the face for Skims Valentine's Day collection. And guys, when I tell you... Their best ad campaign yet. What the fuck? I was gooped, gagged. Like, I could not breathe when I saw this. It looks like fan edits. Like, it just looks can too I, good. Can I say something? Yes. I have kind of a projection. Kind of a... Well, maybe not projection isn't the right word. Prediction, I mean. I think that Kim is changing her branding and her structure. I think she's stepping away from just the all-nude very plain campaign she's done that and i think from now on mark my words we'll see if i'm right i think kim is trying to turn skims into a women-centered women-based healthier playboy i think oh. she wants i think she wants to create those playboy-esque covers and it all started for me with her opera ski cover where it was all kim in the very retro ski looks, I was like, this is giving Playboy to me. And then with Lana immediately after, I was like, this is also giving Playboy to me. I'm loving Skims, their marketing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, it is giving the budget of a full magazine and it's only mm -hmm. for collections. So I just am invested. I'm very interested with the path that Skims is going. Like you said, it's like interesting to see Kim take a back seat and let mm -hmm. other people shine and like model the clothes for a whole collection and like her just kind of have the creative vision for it and I yeah I loved how they l leaned into Lana's like bow era with the bows on the side and like her laying mm -hmm. in that blue velvet box like mm -hmm. the bow and arrow was, shooting and the apple on her head just it's it was camp. it was, it was really so good. good and it was so cool the way that they captured Lana mm -hmm. like if if I didn't know that was a skims ad campaign i would have thought that was a lana photo shoot for something like some kind of promotion that lana was doing to get attention it seemed very lot like true to lana too so i was happy about that because at first when i heard like lana for skims i was kind of like hmm, like how is that gonna work but i was very pleasantly surprised very they did lana good and uh it's magic like breathtaking lana is beautiful and they captured her good like they did her good and just like shows lana and all of her glory and mother i'm just happy that lana's i mean she always gets the recognition but like she's really having a moment right now and i just mm -hmm. love seeing our girl just thrive and cannot be more proud and she has more stuff going on i'm like lana what else could you be up to girl well on lana's instagram at honeymoon on instagram she released a teaser for a new song called Henry Come Home. She's kind of been leaning into country vibes recently with the cover Take Me Home Country Road. So mm -hmm. that whole vibe she's really leaning into with this new track. And overall, super good. I'm excited to listen to the full thing because like I said, it was just like a less than a minute sample of it. So I couldn't really get the yeah. full feel for it. But I'm interested. I want more. And any new Lana, I take happily. 
Same for me. I'm excited and I could be wrong again. This is just kind of a prediction, but like it's kind of giving the same like sitting out by a campfire late at night kind of feeling as like Noah and PJ Harding when they work together and stuff. It gives that like cozy, comforting campfire kind of vibe. And I'm really excited to see what Lana does with that. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, Lana does no wrong in my book, so I'm just excited to see, and I welcome some 2024 Lana. So Lana was hot and heavy this week. She said, bang, 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 bang. So I'm excited to see, especially Coachella. That's going to be very big, so we'll cover that here. Now, moving on, there's a new show that's getting rebooted, a show that we know, a show that we love, Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh my gosh, I did not know about that. Is getting rebooted on Disney Channel. Now, we are going to be getting a cameo from Selena Gomez. And I believe, allegedly, the whole storyline is about the oldest brother having a wife, having kids now. And like he's kind of left the wizard world. And but now his kids are going to be budding young wizards. Yep. And then I think like their aunt, Alex, is going to come in and say, I'm the aunt, you're a wizard, babe. And I'm excited. I mean, I love the nostalgia of it. And I'm glad that the next generation is going to have something to relate to that we grew up on. And I like that they're having some of the OG cast coming in because that always makes it feel more true and stuff. And they kind of did this with Raven's Home with That's a Raven. So I like, I don't mind a little crossover. And if everyone's there for it, I'm there for it. Hey, we'll see how it plays out. You know, like, I feel like when Fuller House came out, I just could not get into that one. Mm -hmm. But we'll just see. The last thing I have to touch on is we have some Cyrus news. Now, we know <laughs> we're obsessed with Miley. We're obsessed with the whole Cyrus gang. Now, the first thing I have to touch on, allegedly slash confirmed, like, I don't know. Now, it's not confirmed by Miley or the Grammys, but allegedly... Miley will be performing at the Grammys. Now, this is this could be the first live performance of Flowers because she's never actually performed Flowers live for anyone except for like a little small performance for her close friends. Or this could be the new Louis Vuitton song, Doctor, that has been being teased and brought up or it could be a mixture of both. But this is big. Anytime Miley's giving us the vocals, babe, oh, it's going to be good, especially after this long hiatus she's been doing. You know she's going to be, she's going to deliver. It's going to be a little too good, just as a little. we like to say. <laughs> I'm just excited for the stage, the layout, the outfit, the hair, the red carpet. The like, guys, The whole moment. The Grammys is going to be next level this year. Like, I cannot wait. It's only a couple weeks away now, so it's coming up fast. And Miley... I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. So it's going to be sick, sick. I'm going to be sick. And oh. now the last thing is this is just us growing our connections further to the Cyrus family. Tish Cyrus, Miley Cyrus's mother has a podcast with Miley's older sister, Brandy called sorry, we're stoned. And they just released that they're doing YouTube episodes now, like where you can stream their episodes on YouTube. And I commented, I was like, Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. And Miss Tish herself liked my comment, so I just had a shout out because every time we get a connection closer to the Cyrus family, we have to mention it, and it's just manifestation, guys. Like, I am obsessed. First off, the podcast, sorry, we're stoned if you've never listened to it. You have to go listen. We're obsessed. Chloe has a whole story that she can tell one day about that 
podcast, but boy, oh boy, I just had to mention because Tish. Yes, we love Miss Tish, Miss Purcell. <laughs> yes. So, babes, now I want to know, what have you been obsessed with this week? Well, there's not too much that I've been obsessed with, I'll be honest. Pretty much Orange is the New Black. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say one thing that I have been obsessed with, I've told you guys a little bit about it before. My bestie girl, Tori, and I do our personalized bestie boxes, like FabFitFun boxes. And I got my birthday box the other day, and it was like Valentine's Day themed. And two things that I'm really excited to talk about, I got two new books that I... They're on my to-be-read list, so don't hold me to how soon I'm going to read them, but I'm really, really psyched. So one of the books you guys already know I'm obsessed with, Daisy Jones and the Six, and I've been wanting to read the story forever. So now I have the book, and I cannot wait to read it. But the second one I'm even more stoked about. So currently I'm reading The Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule, which is her per- – it's it's a collection of stories, but mostly it's her personal information that she's gained through her relationship with Ted Bundy and stories that she's writing about that. And so I'm going to go immediately from Stranger Beside Me into reading Jessica Knoll's newest book called Bright Young Women, where she is taking the entire story of Ted Bundy's massacre, especially focusing on his massacre at the Tallahassee Chi Omega sorority house. But she's rewriting it to where she's giving the power back to the women She never, as far as I know, I haven't read it yet, but I think she never names Ted Bundy. She only uses other names. She takes the power away from him and gives it back to the women. And one thing I love about the book is on trial, on stand, people refer to Ted Bundy as a bright young man. So that's why she chose to name the book Bright Young Women, because it's about all of these women who had genuinely bright futures that he just took away from all of them. I cannot wait to read it. Jessica Knoll is such... A talented author and she's like kind of one of my bestie girls we talk on instagram sometimes so oh, i love that i'm so excited that sounds so so good chloe i cannot wait for the review that's very interesting i love that she's giving the women the power and mm-hmm. i love that idea and that story writing and i think it's very unique so i'm excited to hear all about it once you finish it me too the cover of the book is already just like enough to pull me in because the cover art is so good. And for anyone who might be interested or might be curious, Jessica Knoll was also the author behind the story, the book that was then created into a movie, Luckiest Girl Alive, starring Mila Kunis. And it had Connie Britton and a few other really amazing actors and actresses. So check that out also. If you haven't seen or read Luckiest Girl Alive and you're interested, the movie was good the book was amazing so I would highly highly recommend um I know that Jessica Noel had a lot to do with the movie and she's really proud of how it came out and I think it was really good but to me her writing and the way she created the story was 10 times better I love that that's very good to know so some new books we love it obsessed so moving right along Garrett what do you have for the listeners for your song of the week I have to be really honest with you I have been like On a dry spell. I need some new music. Okay, babes. I have so many new songs I can send to you. I'll share them. I have not listened to a new song since Chapel Run. Oh. Okay, so she's dry. She needs some new. I just found a great Dolly song. Oh, my God. Oh, you did send that one to me, but send it again. 
my boss. She said I'm having this. I was working. That was when I was like, sometimes if you send me something on like a Tuesday while I'm at work, I don't even think about the fact that I remember it being sent to me until like Saturday. You know what I mean? I'm just shaking your chain. You know know I'm bad about that. But (laughs) what do you got for us for this week's song of the week? Okay, so this song was featured on the newest episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and they had this artist perform at one of their charity events and when I tell you when it came on I haven't heard the song in forever and it's from the 80s so it just has like a little bit of a dance vibe it is Tell It To My Heart by Taylor Dane and this will be at my wedding this is a wedding song for sure it is so fun it puts me in the best mood it's just so I was funny. I just going to ask you to sing it to me, but now Tell I feel it like... to my heart. <laughs> Copyright. Trademark. Trademark. Yeah, no more. Yeah. But, we'll, um, we'll get got one of these days. We'll yeah, get we'll got. get got. <laughs> but if you've never heard this song, it's super fun. It makes you move. And yeah, a little blast from the past. So I had to shout it out. Did I hear 80s themed wedding? Themed? Maybe featured. <laughs> like a, a two-minute moment. But what have you been listening to, babes? Well, what is your music of the week? <laughs> yeah, we know it's an old one. But sometimes when I pick my song of the week, I just let it come natural to me and let it be like the one song on my shuffle that when I played it, I was like, whoa. And this week, <laughs> Talia by King Princess, when I heard it for the first time in a while, I was like, whoa. I forget how good that song is. It makes me emotional. That song, like, really, I just sing it out. It brings out my emotions, and I'm like, I feel this. I feel this through my soul. It hits. It also gives me, like, sitting in someone's basement with, like, smoky air and, like, lava lamps kind of vibes. I don't know. (laughs) I love it, though. And I'm like, I just love King Princess. Like, King Princess, King Princess's pussy is God. Pussy is God. Give me more, give me more, give me more, King Princess. (laughs) So good. All right. Well, Garrett, are you ready to jump into the official interview? I'm so excited to be interviewed by my bestie. I'm ready for all the hard-hitting questions you have for me. You're going to get them, babe. So I'm glad you're ready. (laughs) So starting off strong, this is a tough one. Yeah. If you could be the exclusive creative director over any one artist's career, it could be a fashion, music, videos, concerts, etc. Who would it be? Okay, so automatically my head goes to several different places, right? Like there's so many that I could choose, especially like anyone, like any artist. Are you like asking me like the hardest question on the planet? I think you may. Um, so after some thought, My automatic choice would be Lana Del Rey, but it's not my choice, surprisingly, because we love Lana. Her music, her art is incredible, but it's very much her. Everything from the album to the music videos to her fashion, it's what Lana wants to do. So I'm not going to go and try to make my place where someone doesn't want it. So Lana, I love you. (laughs) Keep doing you. Now, you know who does love a good era, a good full change? Is Miss Miley Cyrus. Taylor Swift. Okay. Oh, Who loves a good era? <laughs> Taylor Swift. Miss Miley Cyrus. She leans into oh, it. Oh my god. Every single era is distinct. We have bangers versus younger now versus endless summer vacation. I mean, those are three different human beings. So she really does 
go full hard for her concept, for visuals, for her full outfits, like her lifestyle she will change for a specific era, album, time period. So I think yeah. us together would be a little... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention her She Is Coming era versus her Backyard Sessions era. I mean, she's so versatile. She can do anything and she does it well. And the two of you working together would knock me right out of my pants. Like yeah. it would be crazy. I'm so glad you chose this. And I really didn't know where you were gonna go. I, I wasn't sure who you were gonna pick cause I could see you working with so many different artists. Like I could so see you working with Noah. I could so see you working with SZA. I could so see you working with like King Princess. So I was I mean excited to hear your answer and I'm not disappointed. I highly approve of your answer too, because this would mean you would be working in close personal contact with Tish Cyrus 24 seven. So approved. Approved, <laughs> done and done. <laughs> so moving on to another really tough question. This is something that I ask myself a lot because I would kill for either of these gifts. So if you could choose one natural God-given gift, would you want to be the singer, the star, the main attraction like Miss Lana Del Rey? Or would you want to be more like the musical genius we know and love as Mark Lonson? Now, I want to clarify my question. I know that Miss Lana is more than just the main attraction. And I know that Mark Lonson is more than just the musical genius. But you get the gist of the question. Yes, 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 yes. So this could be either way because I see the perks of both. I see it just like producing the art, like doing what you love and kind of just taking the back seat and letting other people shine while also just doing what you love and also getting your fat check at the same time, which I love. And you get to work with artists and like be so versatile and know so many people. But then again, I see the performance side where is I think thrive to perform i love performing <laughs> and the only thing i don't have is the vocals like that's the only thing i am missing so when i got the stage presence babes exactly so i'm like which one would i do and then i look at myself and i'm honest with myself and i know if i was the bitch that was making everything behind the scenes i want my cake and i want to eat it too i want the credit i want <laughs> it all like i just think honestly Hindsight, I probably would regret it because I'd be so overwhelmed and <laughs> couldn't handle the pressure, but I would just die to be on stage performing. You know what I mean? Being confident that I'm delivering something that people love would just give me the confidence that I would need to like skyrocket and like be everything and more, you know? I think this question is so tough because I would kill to be either yeah. powerhouse, but one thing that that star attraction gets that the backstage genius doesn't always get is the connection with the audience and getting to feel all of that hard work enter into somebody else's soul and reverberate right back to you. It's crazy. So I think that I think that you would kill it in either of these roles. I think it I would pick you to be the Mark Ronson because if I was the star, you would be the person that I would trust to get everything right. Yeah. However, I think you would knock either position out of the park, and I still think there's time. No, there's time for both. And honestly, like you said, <laughs> either one of these would be a blessing. Like, I'm, I would be happy. Like, it would be a God given gift. So, either one, mm -hmm. happy. But I mean, at the end of the day, I want to be up there in front of all the, all my girls. <laughs> I can see it. I can so see it. Okay. So, this is kind of similar to one of the questions that you asked me last week. What is something that you once viewed as a weakness? But as you've grown and you've learned, you've 
been able to harness it into a strength? So this question makes me think of a lot of different things and a lot of different ways I could answer this. But as I'm thinking about it, something that comes to mind, I think, is I used to think my emotions were very bad, like, because I'm a very emotional person. I just overall, like, I feel my feelings. And I'm also just like, I try to give my all to everyone. I want to be make everyone else happy. I want to, like, be just like, be kind and just like also be like emotional and just like be like, like just like this person and i used to have to apologize for it like being emotional or like just like being too kind and alana del rey lyric comes to mind from a mariner's apartment complex they took my kindness for weakness and mm -hmm. i used to like think i'd have to like camouflage or like be ashamed of it but no i am emotional and I like show my emotions and I think that's a strength because some people don't show their emotions and I will tell you how I'm feeling in the moment. It's like I'm overwhelmed if I'm not happy. Like I can communicate that whereas you start like want to hide it and hold it back or just not be happy. I used to be like ashamed of being happy sometimes of like just like wanting to hold everything back and stuff. But now I'm like, you know what? It's okay to like be who I am. And like obviously that takes effects in many different parts of my life through my life. I've not wanted to be who I am, but now I'm just like trying to be more confident and not be scared of that and like use that as not a strength. Second, not second guess yourself. Well, I think that's really relatable to a lot of people because I think more people are on the emotional side than the colder, less emotional side. Not saying that not being emotional makes you cold, but on that scale, you're either like really hot, like you're emotional, you can't sometimes you can't even control it. And then to the other point where you're so controlled that it's like, God, are you feeling anything? But one, one thing that I was kind of thinking as you were explaining that is that it sounds to me like you've sort of learned to harness the emotion into passion. And like, as you grow into a professional and you're doing, you know, other projects, you're learning to grow, you're using your skills, you're using all of that education and turning it into product that's all of that emotion being turned into the passion that you can express through, in your case, graphic design or through our podcast or through artwork. So I think that's a really good answer. And I think, honestly, if I had to choose, I would always want to be more emotional rather than less emotional. Because if you look at artists in history, people have made a change. People who have really made influence, their life or death pas passionate over that thing so exactly props to you for learning how to turn that into a strength thanks babes it's been a process we're still on it <laughs> we're on the path okay so if you could choose one artist from the past to live sing be become famous in your time who would it be so basically anyone in history who might have become a prominent figure who would you want their entire life, their rise to fame to happen in your timeline? Babes, like, I don't want to be a copycat, but Freddie Mercury. Like, through <laughs> and through, if I could have been alive while Freddie was in his prime, living his life, I would do anything. Like, just being around that legend and just experiencing such a true mu musician in that time period would be iconic. And he's probably my most listened to artists from the past like i just mm -hmm. love queen i love freddie mercury and i mean he's he's everything i'm obsessed uh, i don't even blame you for copying me because <laughs> <laughs> because it's such a good answer it really is 
Okay, so this next question, it might be a little bit morbid, but I'm just curious because this is something that I think about. And it's something that Garrett and I have talked about many times before. I want me and all of the besties listening to know what is one song that will undoubtedly be playing at your wedding and what's playing at your funeral? This was hard because there's many, many songs I won't play at my wedding. Like I have a playlist that I'm already filling out. So like my DJ is going to have the easiest job because I know what I want played at my wedding through and through. But number one, Young and Beautiful Lana Del Rey is going to be played at my wedding. Like no doubt in my mind, Young and Beautiful is there. It's literally by my favorite artist and it's also like the perfect wedding song like it's a little too good so <laughs> without a doubt it would be young and beautiful now funeral this is a little tougher because i've had some songs in the past that i went back to i was like you know what that's like not really what i was gravitating towards nowadays like if it was a current funeral and mm-hmm. i have to say we've mentioned this before but loretta's song by noah mm-hmm. cyrus has to be it. I mean, I don't know any other song that like feels more <laughs> like it should be played at my funeral than that song. Like, I just relate to it. I think it's beautiful. And also I think we'll give people kind of like a peace of mind kind of. Like act. a final closure, like a, a restful thought to leave them with. Exactly. And I think it's a beautiful song. So I think it's a perfect balance between like traditional, like sad funeral song and like something that mm-hmm. does represent like passing and moving forward and just being able to move on from that, you know? I know a lot of people might think that that's such a strange question, but I feel like I would want to have my funeral planned out to a T before I die so that I can make sure it is the event of the season. And for me, I feel like the songs played at your funeral, especially if you get to choose them yourself, it's like your last little fingerprint left on the world. And it's the last little piece that you get to leave people with, like Garrett said. And I think that it's important to think about. I mean, for me, at least, I want to know that I can choose songs that gave me peace in life that can maybe give my family, my friends, my people peace after I'm gone. No, and I think it's interesting to think about if anyone's wondering if I could pick a funeral, it would be Big's funeral from and just like that. Mm-hmm. That would be my funeral if I could just pick one and be like, yeah, I'll just take that the whole package, the, the premium package. It would be that that funeral. Chloe, stop. Because why was I literally thinking I was going to be like, put this on the permanent records. If I die any time in the future. Babes, I don't want to be buried at a funeral home. I do not want to be seen in a funeral mm-hmm. home. Like, literally anywhere else. Take me to an art museum, babes, like, or something. Art museum, botanical garden, like, literally in the backyard somewhere. Like, I don't want to be at a funeral home. Like, I will haunt all of your asses. So, permanent record, it's now on EFBF forever. <laughs> I will not be at a funeral home. <laughs> yeah, put me in a, bot- yeah, like a botanical garden somewhere beautiful that I would have wanted to go in life. Exactly, 100%. And that food better be banging and the drinks better be full of it. (laughs) Ubers for everybody home. Oh my God. Okay, so moving on. If work were removed from the equation, where is your dream home? Okay, I would just have to say, I've never been to this place, but I just vision myself here. And I'll give two. The south of France or the south of Italy? Like on a Riviera. Oh, whoa. Interesting. Oh, I was... Because if I know you, 
you would want to be in Tuscany, in Florence, Italy, not in the south, but but continue. I just want to be like by a Riviera, like beautiful, and I could like, go to the touristy big places, but also like you can just drive like 30 minutes to an hour and be like in the countryside of like a European uh, country. Oh, I would just die. Like, uh, like I said, I've actually never gone to either one of these places, so I could just be lying, but in my head, that's where I belong. Like, that's the vision I want, like, a simple lifestyle, but also, like, drive an hour, and I'm in, like, the bougiest part of, like, wherever I want to be. So, that's where I, I, that's where I would choose. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so, going back to kind of some of our previous conversation, what is something that felt extremely important at the time that you wish you could go back and tell younger Garrett really he did not have to worry about it i mean there's so many things right like hindsight's always 2020 and i feel like i've learned so many things throughout my life but there was two things that came to mind the first one being just like the cliche don't care what people say about you because i think i just took a lot of things to heart and i cared a lot and like wanted to make a lot of people happy and like pretended to be someone that I wasn't for a very long time. And now looking back, I wasted a lot of my life, like not happy because of people that I don't even speak to anymore. So that's mm-hmm. probably like the biggest one, but also lighthearted one is school. I was like, my ass was so like stressed about getting all my shit done, which everyone should. But I was like obsessed to the point of like, I was working on like trying to get straight A's in college. Like I was being dramatic. Like I was doing too much. I can say that now, but that's hindsight, babes. But those are the, probably the two things I would be like, all right, Garrett, cool it down. But I'm also the most overthinking person in this planet. Like, I overthink every situation. So every week, I'm like, Garrett, you should not have worried about that last week. <laughs> like, every everything I worry about. So those are probably my two biggest ones, though. So maybe that's something to keep in mind for the future that every time, because I'm the exact same way, and that every time we're freaking about freaking out about something just remember everything we've ever freaked out about before worked out yeah but i'm the exact same way like i get to the point where it's like the world is ending and it's like really because you missed one payment on one credit card like whatever it might be it's like it's not that deep yeah relax because you're still gonna eat dinner you're still gonna take a shower you're still gonna get into a clean bed at night so you're doing better than a lot of people out there who would kill to have your problems and be in your situation no, that's like my New Year's resolution is to be like, Garrett, stop worrying. Because I'm a, I'm a worry Nelly. So I'm, I'm trying to cool it down, 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 down. You're, you can be a worry wart or a nervous Nelly, but a worry Nelly, I've never. I combine the two babes. So my next question is by far my favorite out of everything I'm going to ask you today. Garrett, if you were caught in a celebrity beef scandal... Which celebrities slash celebrities would be involved? Babes, you want to get me in trouble. Like, you want me to start beef before it even happens. Because <laughs> this one I had, to th- I had to think about. Because I was like, I could trigger slash get in a fight with a lot of people. But then I was like, let's be realistic. Like, if I'm an A-list celebrity, like, if everything I say is getting, like, critiqued, who would I slip up on? And as soon as who you say would it, push you past your breaking point? Camila Cabello. And Shawn Mendes. <laughs> so this is the scandal. Let me po- let me play it out. Shawn Mendes, Camila Cabello. <laughs> <Are> t- <laughs> They're together. Shawn sees me. He breaks up with Camila. And then I'm like, 
Sean, I can't even look at you because you've been with that for so many years at this point. Because everyone that needs to know, I do not like Camila Cabello. It's stated really? in permanent record. So We're surprised. My beef is already with Camila. She just doesn't even know. <laughs> I mean, like you set that up because you know I have beef with her. <laughs> I did not know you were going to go there because honestly, that's such an old beef that I did not think you were going to bring up that old, stale, moldy <gasps> beef. But... I'm like, I enjoyed hearing that. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. It's so funny, too, that not only did you answer the question, but you created the scenario. I love it. I was playing it out. I knew what you wanted. You're like, you know what, Sean? Save it. Because I told you never to date that girl. Don't come crying to me, Sean. Yeah, like, don't, Sean. Mm -mm, I can't. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm dead. Okay. If you could pick any existing Real Housewives franchise, which cast are you joining? And it can be like a, when I say existing, it can be a past franchise that's over now, but one that already has played, like girls that already have been on the show. Okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. So I'll have to say I was trying to narrow down, like top one's hard. (laughs) Top one's really, really hard. If I had to pick top, has to be our girl Salt Lake City. I could go in there seamlessly like i know the tensions i know the beef i can also play their level because each franchise like play at different levels and like take different shots like some franchises get physical like they're known for like they're they're, like (laughs) tossed but salt lake city i don't know i feel like that would be a little spice i could add to salt lake city but i also thought i would be a fun addition to the new cast of new york you picked my two choices for you i totally would have put you in either of those spots and i think you would actually maybe even blend better like with the New York girls. But I don't know because the Salt Lake City girls, I feel like, I don't know, it's tough. It's tough because Salt Lake City, they're OG. We know them through and through. So like we have like an even playing field, but New York girls, they're new, they're young. And Mm -hmm. not trying to be a hater, but last season was kind of meh. So I'd go in there and I would bring out like, all right, girls, let's get it together. We have business we got to work on. And Sai, why are you here? You're a waste of time. Get out. That season was like mild. You could bring it up to medium slash spicy. Exactly. I just feel like if you went on to New York, though, you would end up becoming best friends with Bryn and then I would hate you both forever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. Chloe, that is so funny. Never. No one will ever replace my Cleo. If it was Bryn, maybe, because you love her. (laughs) Not as much as I love you. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Okay, so if you could live inside any fictional world, what book, movie, or show would you trade your life to become a part of? Okay, so this was hard. I had many thoughts. My first thought was Wizard of Oz. I was like, I'm going to go with Oz. (laughs) I was like, let me go to Oz. But then I brought it back and I was like, you know what? If I could live in any world and have like the same people, like if you could be in the world with me, bitch, we're going to Hogwarts. We're going to be wizards. We're, I can look up at this damn. Like imagine me and you having wines and doing that, that tomfoolery. We would be up to no good and we would be, it'd be too much. It would be so fun. I'd be all up in that Slytherin house at night. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um... (laughs) No, because what what house was Cedric from? Robert Pattinson's character? He was from Harry's house, I'm pretty sure, because mm, that's where I'd be at night. 
I love that answer. For me, I feel like my gut reaction would have been season one, like go to the OG Sex in the City, and that's where I would be. <laughs> I, I love that. Choose. I love that. My top two were Sex in the City or Kath and Kim. That's real life, babes. Kath and Kim's real. I don't know what you're talking about. But like, about. I want to live in their life, in their house. In their realm. No, next. I can't. It's a little too good. Well, Garrett, I've got one last bonus question for you just to round it off because, you know, I always have to one-up you. If you had to pick one drag queen to be your mentor, who would you want to show you the ropes? So... And let me just let me just make things interesting by taking RuPaul out of the equation because Ru's too easy. There's too many. Like, this is so hard. Like, there's so many... There's a... There's fashion queens, there's comedy queens, there's every different type of drag queen. So I'm trying to think of someone that embodies all of it. And my head goes straight to Miss Bianca Del Rio. Ooh. And I say that because she's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Her fashion is unique to her. So we can make it work. Mm-hmm. She can, And she knows how to sew. So she can teach me how to sew. And I think that out of any drag queen that's ever been on RuPaul's Drag Race, Bianca would be my top pick to take over for RuPaul. Oh my God. She checks off every check point, except maybe for lip syncing. She's not a big lip syncer, but that comes natural to me. So I don't need to be taught. <laughs> exactly. I think if I had to pick, I would pick Trixie Mattel because I feel like I would have a safe home base with Trixie like I feel like she would genuinely take me under her ropes and be like such a caring queen to me that's true and she's a mogul like she's like has so many businesses and stuff like she has her own tv show so she can definitely show you ropes not only in drag queen life but also just like in everything so I, I don't love... know she I just give Trixie just gives me this like safe warm mama energy mama mama <laughs> mama mommy's milk mommy's milk <laughs> well guys so that wraps up our interview for today garrett how do you feel i feel good i'm a little nervous on some of my answers i'm gonna be nervous listening back but i'm excited and i hope (laughs) everyone listening learned a little bit about moi a little garrett action (laughs) i feel like i was pleasantly surprised but because i feel like with some of my questions i knew what you were gonna answer And then you threw me for a loop. So I feel like I'm satisfied with my experience here tonight. And I hope everyone enjoyed this little episode. This concludes our little interview series. But like we said before, please tell us any questions that you have for us. Comment below in our Instagram, TikTok, DM, wherever you can reach us. Because shortly we're going to be wanting to answer some of our listeners' questions. So send them over. We're excited to see what you have. And Put us in the hot seat, babes. Give us the hard-hitting questions. We'll answer them. Make me sweat. Make me sweat. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at EFBF Podcast and TikTok at EFBF Podcast, where we post all the -the behind-the-scenes content and let you guys know when we upload new episodes. Yes, and our podcast is available for streaming on Spotify and Amazon Music, so you can download, rate, and subscribe. And we appreciate that. We appreciate all the downloads, guys. We know you guys have been participating. You've been active listeners. You've been doing your part. And we want to say thank you because it means so much to us. And we always are checking in with our analytics, keeping up with it. And 
we love to see you guys listening. So with that, any last words, Garrett? Before you walk the plank? <laughs> I just want to say I miss Chloe so much. and I'm so excited to see her soon. Nothing's planned, but I'm just ready to see Chloe. I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss you pretty bad too. But at least we get our little weekly hangouts with the besties. True, true. Amen for complain. that. Amen. Amen. And on that note, good. I know that killed y'all's ears because it killed mine. <laughs>